everybody. You might recognize us from the Back 2 podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. And we love teen TV and we also love podcasts. But on our podcast, we talk about Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, so whether you've seen the show or haven't seen the show in a couple years or you love the show and you watch it repeatedly, come listen to us talk about it. We have a lot of opinions. Some are positive, some are negative, a lot of mine are negative. (laughs) Most of the things we like to talk about are Dylan's butt. The evolution of Cindy from our least favorite mom to our most favorite mom. And we love couple hashtags like Dilda and Brelly. And Brandria. Or Brandria, depending on your own opinion. Or Dot. Dot? David. David. (laughs) We do. We love a lot of things about this show. We think you should too. It's all about teen TV. We think you're going to love this podcast because we love this podcast. So you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts iTunes, Stitcher, other places, also Spotify. <laughs> but if you do want to search for us, it's at Back2Podcast, also on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye. See ya. <sighs> la, 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 la. My, oh, my. Kiss mm. the girl. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what my oh my is, but <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> you were going off of what I did. Yeah. Which is like a comedy thing. And I forgot all the words, <laughs> except for the important ones. <laughs> my oh my is bigger. <laughs> ah, la. And la 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 la. La 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 la. My oh my. Uh, something, something. Da, 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 da. Kiss the girl. Kiss the girl. <laughs> They can't copyright strike us if we just go la 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 ba. <laughs> if we like ch- that's changing it enough, right? Um, yeah, that's editing. Yeah, we just I, do different words. I mean, what what market are we infringing upon, <laughs> Disney? <laughs> There's no market for half remembered part of a chorus. I mean, you know, Disney but song. Disney scares me. <laughs> I just edit that part out how so will, no one knows what we're talking would, about. How would they ever find it? I don't know, dude. Disney has a way. Don't snitch on us, listeners. <laughs> don't be snitching. Don't Snitches be snitching. get stitches. <laughs> Anyway, hello. Welcome Hi. to Hysterical History. Hysterical History. It's a podcast with me, Alexis. And me, Haley. And we're going to talk about something funny that's in history that this one I'm like pretty definitely happened. This isn't like a maybe. I think this is a definite. So <laughs> Whoa. It's a great day. <laughs> Whoa. It must be kind of recent. No. I mean, ish, well, but not like amazingly recent. Okay. But it, Enough. Enough. Uh, but first, we have emails real quick. These are short ones, so we're going to read them because they're short. Yeah, short and sweet. But we want to make sure they don't get read. We got one sent by Ryan that's the title of is uh, King Henry the Thug. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, hey, dudes. And I was like, sup, dude. Sup, dude. <laughs> we see your reference. <laughs> hey, Ryan. We sup, like it. Sup, dude. Uh, I thought you'd appreciate this painting from the University of Utah Art Department I came across. To properly give credit, the caption says, Drawing 1, Spring 2018, Appropriation Assignment, Rosa Marshall. What? Appropriation Assignment? (laughs) And we'll post it on our Facebook page, but it's... um, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's so good. Henry VIII um, getting 
wives' names crossed out and then the new one tattooed and then that one crossed out and the new one tattooed. It's like a Rockwellian style. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, tattoo. I love the background. <laughs> it's, it's like a fancy floral like wallpaper. Yeah, like fancy floral tattoo old style wallpaper. Right. Not only is it funny, but it's also like a pretty great painting. So or art piece. I'm not sure if it's a painting, I guess. I think so though. Oh, and he's got like his little rose like near his elbow. Oh yeah, dude. This is good. Mm-hmm. This is good. I like this. Is, this. this is good art, man. <laughs> and it's just funny, too. I'm into it. Um, so thank you for sending us that, Ryan. Thanks, dude. And uh, he also said, I'm fairly new to the podcast, but I have really enjoyed them so far. Even the hysterical history episode, there were a f- few slightly awkward parts. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks, dude. And yeah, like like I mentioned before, I think I mentioned in the episode maybe, like, sorry to the dudes who this is going to make you uncomfortable for a bit, but it'll make you better a person, you know? Yeah, it's fine. The more you talk about those things, the more you, like, get it out, and then it's not as awkward, and it's fine. It's like, it's normal, and it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. But if you were referring to, like, us, like, kind of man-hating in that episode, sorry. That, that's but probably also a little it's, awkward. It's past men, not current men. Uh-huh. Hashtag not all men. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag hundreds of years ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag are you a witch hunter, Ryan? Ryan? <laughs> Century old man. Uh, but thank you for emailing us, Ryan. We hope you continue to enjoy listening to our archives. There's so many episodes where we don't talk about women's bodies <laughs> and some where we talk about men's bodies. Oh, so yeah. Something for everyone. All them men's buddies. And um, Alyssa, our roommate, sent us an email. Oh, thanks, Alyssa. You know you could come talk to us. I know. So, it was so funny when I opened it. I was like, what? Like, I'm so confused. Oh, she's so cute. And it says, listening to your dinosaur episode right now, you talk about how dinosaur people don't care about each other. I, it made me realize they are truly ruthless. You might even say they're cold-blooded. <laughs> Love you guys. Uh, <laughs> she said, "P.S. Do with this what you will. I'm just trying to be cute. <laughs> I just you are cute." And it's... I the I sent her a reply back, which was just the word "nerd." <laughs> nerd. You're a nerd. So, thanks for emailing us, Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to email us and hear it here? Yeah. Hysterical History Podcast at gmail.com. Don't email us with stuff about whether they were cold-blooded or not. <laughs> yeah. We I'm already really aware that. of the literature. <laughs> but um, the joke stands. If you want to email us about suggestions for episodes or with funny art or funny Latin, you did whatever you want to do. <laughs> Send us your own uh, weird Latin and your jokes. Please. And, and your cool, like, photos. And whatever you want. Art references. We'll like it. Yeah. Anyway, now we're going to start the episode. And today we're going to talk about the Fugate family. I think that's how you say it. Fugate? Fugate. It's F-U-G-A-T-E. So that's what I'm going to go with. Fugate? No, we're not doing that. (laughs) Fugate? No. There's so Um, many ways. (laughs) But uh, I got most of my information from an owl owl cation article. I almost said owl nation. I read it as owl nation every time. (laughs) They're the people that killed that woman on the stairs. (laughs) And, uh, And that article was by Leah Leffler. And then I also read a really good ABC News article about this, which was uh, Susan Donaldson James. So thanks, ladies. Thanks. You're great. Represent. You go, girls. So uh, in 1820, there's a French orphan 
named Martin Fugat. Um, and he and his wife, Elizabeth Smith. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the most English name. Um, they move to the banks of Troublesome Creek. That's, I mean, maybe... A beautiful area in Appalachian, Kentucky. Everything about that doesn't... <laughs> I don't think it's any... No. <laughs> what? I don't think you should move to Troublesome Creek. It sounds like a mistake. Uh, is it beautiful? It is... I no? I haven't looked it up, so I don't know. Maybe rename it. I'm sure it's fine. You could rename it to, like, It's Pretty Nice Creek. Yeah. Really nice. Look at the creek. Creek. Be- beautiful creek. Creek. <laughs> um, so he marries Elizabeth. And um, she apparently is said to be as pale and white as the mountain laurel (laughs) that blooms every spring around the creek's hollows. She's real white and pretty. Yeah, that's what I would have said (laughs) if I were talking about Elizabeth. It'll be important in a minute. Also, did she not marry him before they moved? That's wild to me. I don't know. That you would not, that you would only move to some place called Troublesome Creek and then decide to marry I a man. I think they were already married, but I, but she's definitely not, she doesn't sound very French, but so I don't I, think um, she's French. I, I did look up the family to, like, figure out if I knew who they were, mm. so I, I, I already kind No, of, you shouldn't have looked. I know, I'm sorry. Ah, you ruined my surprise. I know, I'm sorry. I, I won't ruin it for other people, though. Well, it was a surprise for you. That was exciting. I'm sorry. Anyway, the point is, in uh, rural Kentucky at this time, there's not a lot, like, going on. <laughs> I mean... In the 1820s. At the time. Uh, <laughs> don't... That's so mean. <laughs> we love you, Kentucky. We're, nothing is ever going on in a rural place. I mean, that's true. Um, but they don't even have roads and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> it's really nothing going on. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and they don't get a railroad until 1910, so it's going to be like almost 100 years until oh, they have no. access to other oh, people. No. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, he and his wife have a son, and his name is Zachariah Fugate, mm-hmm. um, but he is born blue. <laughs> he blew himself. <laughs> I'm blue, double D, double die. <laughs> Which is called cyanosis when you are got the blue skin. What causes it? Well, I'll tell you in a bit. I, ah, oh, you're, you just <laughs> tease me all the time. So they have seven kids. That's, that's too much. And four of them are blue. Double D, double die. <laughs> they're like depressed. Um, and there's a lot, no, they're literally blue. They're colored. literally blue. The skin yeah, is blue. Their skin is blue. Um, and their descendants, a lot of them are blue also. Mm. Um, and there's, like, debate, I guess, about whether Martin himself was blue or not. You um, feel like it would have been mentioned <laughs> somewhere. Well, in, like, in pictures, I think of him, they paint him blue. But, like, I don't think those were painted at the time. Mm. So I don't know if they're trustworthy. Uh, some people say he was blue and then other people imply that he's not. So it's questionable. And it's, like, it's kind of weird to, like... Mention your wife's skin color that much? Yeah. If something, or, I mean, your husband. This oh, husband. sure. Yeah, but I mean, to mention your wife's skin color. Oh, to be like, she's white and pale. If, like, something's not up with the husband. Yeah, like, w- w- she wouldn't seem that white and pale next to, unless she was next to a whole bunch of blue um, children and husband. I don't know, unless, like, rural Kentucky's, like, super racist or something. I mean, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I'm not aware. But uh, they don't love blue people. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, spoilers, the South don't like blue people either. I mean, there's a, there's a reason. Oh, no. Is but, there? Is there? Yes. Like, okay. Yes. Okay. There's a reason. Um, so, yeah, we don't know if he was blue or not. But so the blue coloration is like a genetic thing, Mm -hmm. and it comes from a recessive gene. So people think that he was probably blue because out of the seven kids, four of them are blue, which is a lot for a recessive gene Mm -hmm. because that's supposed to be only like 25%. Yeah. But if he's blue, it raises it to 50%, and that's like half the kids. So he's probably blue. Yeah, that's that's still wild. That's a still wild amount of blue people. And their nickname will surprise you. Mm -hmm. Smurfs. The Blue Fugates. Oh, well. (laughs) It's just blue in front of their name. I don't think it counts as a nickname. I don't but, think, um, yeah, it's not like a nick. it's just a description. It's like their moniker. I mean, if you called them, like, the Sapphires or something, (laughs) that would be a nickname. And, well, and it would be very, like, flattering. Yeah. So there's blue skin in mythology, uh, like Krishna has blue skin in Hinduism, and I guess there's Scottish blue men of the minch that I've never heard of, but <laughs> yeah. apparently they're blue. The little blue men, yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I think it's this, but most people you meet are clearly not blue. Yeah. Like, that's not a normal skin color you see on a daily basis. Mm-mm. So, obviously, when people see blue people, they're like, that's weird. What's happening? So, what's up with you? And they're very interested. <laughs> and you know why it's happening? A genetic thing? Inbreeding. Oh, no. And that's why people have feelings about it oh because but he, that but the, he was already blue though what yes but the reason the blue stays inbreeding uh inbreeding at the time in especially in the appalachian region very common oh very common in the 1800s because they don't have enough people <laughs> it's it's like it's still a joke they only have a handful <laughs> of people i mean if anyone if you ask any american and they're like pretty aware about uh yeah. their their own country's geography. They're like, you mentioned any country, any state yeah. in Appalachia. They're like, oh, the hill people. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you hear this a lot specifically about West Virginia, yeah. which has Appalachian <laughs> Mountains in it. Uh-huh. A lot of them. So. And, and they're aware, too. Yeah. Like, they, they know their Right, own. we're not making fun of these states. You know more than we do. They know. Mm-hmm. They know the and thing. And you probably, you might know about this already. Uh, it happened to me, like, my... Um, my grandfather, like not bloodline grandfather, but mm-hmm. just the man who married my grandmother, I tried doing a bit of his genealogy, just like curious. Yeah. Um, and I got like pretty far back, but there was a period like around, uh, you know, around when they actually got to the country because they were mm-hmm. like from... I don't know, Scotland, Ireland. Right. Moved, spent some time in the Caribbean and then moved up to North America where suddenly all of the, like, fathers and cousins and wives. Mixed up. Like, started, like, overlapping and going back on each other. And I'm like, is it a mistake in the paperwork? (laughs) Probably not. Or am I like, oh, oh. And it's hard sometimes because some people, like, a lot of people, you know, especially in the past, would pass their full name on to their kids. And so then it's like, wait, are you married? Wait, who's married to what? Mm -hmm. What's happening? Hmm. Who birthed whom? Hmm. Is he his own grandpa? (laughs) Like, (laughs) 
like the other day I was actually on Ancestry.com and I like had some hints um, about my family members. And one of them was like for a family member for their like mother who I don't know who their mother is. And so then yeah. I was like, ooh, very exciting. And so then I looked at it and then it was like, oh, is it Amalia Bort? And I'm like, no, that's his wife. <laughs> that's Molly Abort. Amalia Bort. Amalia Abortion? No. Don't make fun of my ancestors. I'm sorry. I'll punch you. It's a funny name. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was like, no, that's his wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Uh. And it was like, but he lived. She lived at the same time in this state as him. And I'm like, because she's married to him, she's his wife. Like, that's why. But also, like, if you're listening to this podcast, your uh, ancestors go back a few millennia. Yeah. More than that, and uh, there's incest at some point. There's something weird going on. Yeah, like some of my ancestors are, um, they were like early Mormons. And so I'm like, I'm almost positive that there's some polygamy in there because that's just how it be. But, you know. Yeah. the odds, chill. The odds are at some point there was some inbreeding. There's something weird happening, and that's like not cool now. Yeah. Because <laughs> so. your ancestors go back to like the B.C.s. Yeah. And, uh chances they didn't really care so much yeah like who who cares see and that's the thing about this too it's like with their inbreeding at this time in the 1800s they don't really know that that's a problem like somewhat but like not like concrete scientific evidence in the Appalachian Mountains do they know this is a problem Mm -hmm. so they're kind of just like well whatever like these are the people we have around so that's how it be um, and you're probably like, how inbred? <laughs> <laughs> like, how in are we talking? Um, so Martin's son, Zachariah, marries his mother's sister, so his aunt, oh. which is pretty close and a problem. It's pretty close. Yeah. Oh. And then I think one of his kids marries one of his cousins, like first cousins, which is mm. better, but still not good. It's better. I mean, it's it's fine by like... Um, Egyptian pharaoh uh, <laughs> yeah. standards. It's mine by like most royal standards for most of time yeah, to marry your like first cousin. They're um, they're avoiding most of the like way too close pitfalls. Right. Like there's no sibling marriages going on. There's so, no. Like, I know. There's, there's no like direct <laughs> incest weirdness. There's no like parent child. Yes. Sibling incest. Which is why we're not calling it incest. It's inbreeding because they're yeah. just like moving around with other people, and it's like weird. But you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to do that for too long. Yes, and this is why. (laughs) So, yeah, they get married over and over again with each other. There's also only, like, three families that live nearby. So they intermarry with them, and then they intermarry with each other. So it just keeps happening, even when they're not marrying into their own family. (laughs) Um, And those families are the Combs, the Smiths, and the Richies, and the Stacys. Oh, no. Those are the families. There's four other families that live in this place. not enough. It's not enough people. Mm. And so, um, and they're also, like, apparently, you know, this isn't, like, for the inbreeding, but apparently, like, a whole bunch of people who settled in Kentucky in this area were um, French Huguenots uh, and then people from Ireland and Finland. Oh. Really like Appalachian Kentucky. So there you go. Those are demos. I have a chart for you. Um, of the inbreeding. Um, there's a lot of, like, this is how you know when that's Uh-oh. happening is Uh-oh. when lines cross other lines. Uh-oh. And then you're like, hold on. Because not- that should not happen, really, <laughs> unless something weird's going on. It's not really a family tree as much as a family wreath. Yeah. It shouldn't be a flow chart where things, like, connect and then go back on itself. Yeah, it should good. just be a straight top-down-to-bottom situation. Mm-hmm. So, like... 
you've got these in here, but like it gets real tight in here too. Um, but like this one crosses over that, and like oh my, there's it, this area that's it questionable. looks like a subway map. It's really a lot, dude. What? Is- and I mean, this includes the genetic things too, because the person who made this was um the doctor they're gonna talk to. Wow, but, I mean, considering how many people are getting busy, that's not a lot of blue people. No, but it's like, or like this line right here that goes across and behind that one and I then know. back to there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a lot. <coughs> oh, no. Um, I guess one of the family members made a joke and said, I'm kin to myself. And I'm like, it's not very funny, <laughs> even though I'm laughing. I mean, that, oh, gosh. That's, that's what we're talking about, though. It's the kind of self-aware humor that yeah. they tend to have. Yeah. This is funny to me, too, because I was thinking about, like, the only people we ever talk about with inbreeding specifically are Hicks and royalty. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company, like the Way extremes here. <laughs> You're in good company. Um, also, you're probably, like, you know, waiting for a blue blood joke. Um, oh, I hadn't even <laughs> thought of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it makes itself. Uh, yeah. But um, they do not have blue blood. Their blood is actually, like, chocolate brown colored. Hmm. Which is funny because it reminds me of that story when we were in college where you were like, my blood is green and they won't take it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, like, got your blood taken and they were like, you know how blood is supposed to be, like, red? <laughs> Yeah, so I went and got my blood, you know, how they kind of do, like, a pre-screening before they take your blood, Mm -hmm. and they do the little, like, finger prick, and she's like, okay, so do you see how your blood's, like, bright cherry? We want it to be more like maroon. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Fine. Great. Like she's like, so goodbye. So you know how we want like human blood? Yours not, you have, like, weird green cherry blood. Which is funny because, so, like... Your problem was you didn't have enough iron, right? Yeah. Because iron's what makes it darker. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with these guys is they have too much iron yeah. happening. It's like way um, too much. Kind of. So let's uh, let's let's talk about why it's happening. <laughs> let's um, talk about iron. So the blood, like I said, the blood isn't blue. It's brown because of a lack of oxygen in the blood. So it's caused by diaf- diaphorase deficiency. Okay. Which leads to methemoglobinemia. Oh. Which is a rare condition that causes elevated levels of methemoglobin, uh, which is a form of hemoglobin that can't bind to oxygen. Oh, okay. So basically, like, it already has, it's uh, like Fe3 plus instead of Fe2 plus. Okay. So it's got too much iron on there already so the oxygen won't attach to it, the hemoglobin mm. so it's basically like blood in your body that can't carry oxygen oh, so it's like sad. kind of useless <laughs> yeah um, and everybody has met hemoglobin in their body but like most people only have one to maybe two percent of their blood is met hemoglobin mm-hmm. and the fugate family is like 10 to 20 percent of their blood mm-hmm. is met a hemoglobin lot, a lot it's it. a lot yeah and that's their estimation for how much it is because i don't think that they like specifically did the math on it and figured that out. So I think that would be pretty hard, probably. I guess you could do, like, averages if you took their blood a lot. But they're assuming that because if it gets over 20%, then you can have a lot of, like, health problems. Right. Like, you probably your body probably can't work anymore. Right. Apparently, there's four types. The first type is limited to red blood cells and causes just blue coloring in you. 
Oh. Uh, type 2 is an enzyme deficiency in, I think this is kind of just a progressive thing, sure. less than types. Because uh-huh. types make it sound like they're separate. Yeah. But I think this is just like different levels that you can have. So 2 is an enzyme deficiency in all your tissues, which is devastating for, you know, your body. Um, you can have mental retardation. You might have a small head size and other like central nervous system problems because your brain's not getting enough oxygen. Mm-hmm. So it's just like wrecking the whole system. Yeah, like your blood can't do the thing. Um, and your child will also like the, <clears throat> usually it's like presented with children and they'll probably be blue colored, um, but not necessarily, but yeah. probably at least like blue tinged. Um and there's three where the entire blood system is affected, including your platelets, white blood cells, and red blood cells. And that um, it says it doesn't have any medical problems with that variant. Incredible. Which is surprising, but it does make you blue. Huh. And then four is the type that only affects your red blood cells and causes a chronic blue color. Because a lot of them, like, are born darker, and then they get lighter as they get older. Aw, like cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like their body, like, figures out how to correct it, yeah. at least somewhat. <laughs> yeah. But um, not all of them. Some of them are very blue their whole life. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's no other medical problems with type 4. It's You're just blue. You, you really want type 4. You just want to be, like, a cool shade of blue. Right. So you can be an extra on Star Trek episodes and, like, have no health problems. <laughs> right. And, like, obviously, people who see them are like, what is going on? <laughs> hey, what up? And then, like, as they keep continuing to be blue and, and people understand genetics more, I think that's when they figure out, like, oh, it's because they're inbreeding. Oh, and that's when it gets a stigma. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, like, because of that, then they, like, really turn in on themselves, which only makes it worse, obviously. Because yeah. then, like, they can't even marry out of their own people because yeah. people are stigmatizing them just because of their skin color, because yeah. it's blue. <laughs> this is such, like, a strange, like, idea because it's, like, it's not their natural skin color. And right. I'm pretty sure from what I read, this can only happen to, like, Caucasian people or people with very light skin because otherwise you don't see the skin color or see the color through as much. With your blood. Like, the reason that white people are kind of pink is because you can... That's the blood underneath. Yeah. Because their skin's more, like, see-through. But, like, darker people, you probably wouldn't be able to tell. They might have, like, a blue cast or, like, a gray cast to their skin, but it wouldn't be, like, obvious that they were blue. Right. So, like... uh Darker skin people could have the medical issues. Yeah. But, like, you wouldn't see the... It's not as clear from their skin color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's more like, you know, like, when you have black hair and then you get, like, the blue over it and you, like, see it in the light or in some areas. Like, that's what I assume would happen if you were, like, dark-skinned and you have this. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe and sometimes it kind of looks like you're blue, but, like, generally it's not, like, them who's, like, bright blue, very obvious. Yeah. Um, So that's, like interesting to me (laughs) yeah um but like a strange kind of like because it's not racist because they're white but it's like prejudice against their like (laughs) disease that like Uh, presents as like a skin color it's very strange yeah like to think about (laughs) prejudice against like inbreeding i because they probably aren't as prejudiced against people who are inbred who don't present. Exactly. The... Like, the thing about them is that, like, like one of the um, quotes I had called it a scarlet letter. It's like, it <laughs> makes it really obvious yeah. that they are doing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, other people, it's not as clear. Yeah. You know? And you can kind of, like, unless you've got a kid that's presenting some, like, 
bad, you know, symptoms of like health deficiencies, you can probably just hand wave it and be like, no, no, they're from somewhere else. They're someone right. else. Whatever. They're but totally fine. It makes it really clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then people, mm-hmm. as like public opinion changes, people are like really, you know, um, I wouldn't say like aggressive towards them, but like they do not feel welcome in like public society. Yeah. Uh, which is like pretty sad. <laughs> Because it's like, obviously, they don't control it, especially mm-hmm. the kids. Like, that's the, the sad part. The kids don't control it. Right. Yeah. When you're, like, being mean to the kids. And I'm like, it's not their fault. And then, like, that pushes them back in to their own people. Yeah. And it's like, this isn't, it's not good for nobody. The bluest person that we know of is uh, Luna F- Fugate. And I don't remember how far down the line she is. I think she's, like, Martin's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Martin, our boy, who started it all. So not, like, too far down the line. No, not too far, but, like, not super close. Not, like, one of his kids, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but she marries John Stacy. Remember, I remember the Stacys earlier. This, so it's one of those families. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, in the 19th century, they get married. And, uh, well, because he sees her at Sunday church one time. And then he's like, she's cute. That is so cute. <laughs> I know, because she is impressively blue. Like, she's described um, as being blue all over, light in, or like lips like the color of a dark bruise. Mm. So she got purple lips, right? Because yeah. your lips are darker than the rest of your face, yeah. usually. So, like, her lips are, like, purple. Her face is very <laughs> he's blue. he's like, I'm into he's it. He's like, she's cute. <laughs> I love it. Cute. Um, and she doesn't have any health problems, like I said. She lives to be 84, mm. and she has 13 children. Yikes. So, like, she's good. Yeah, healthy. Yeah, she's doing great. Um, a nurse calls her the bluest a uh, few gates I have ever seen was Luna and her kin. Luna was bluish all over. Her lips were dark as a bruise. She was the as blue a woman as I ever saw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, duh. <laughs> like, how many blue people are you seeing that aren't in this family? Yeah. Um, there's a reason that this is kind of like, you know, uh, historically kind of a big deal. And it's because it doesn't happen very often. How? Because um, it's how, a recessive gene. How many of her kids were blue? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say how many of her kids specifically. Um, most of the stories revolve around Benji, who is her grandson. Okay. Um, oh, this is kind of cute to me, actually. It says, I have a quote that says, Interestingly enough, Stacy himself refused to say whether his beloved wife was blue. Like, when people talked about it to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think, like, to me, Amelia, I was like, oh, that's cute. Because I feel like it's him trying to protect her from stigma. Because obviously he doesn't care or he wouldn't have married her. Because mm-hmm. so it's like at first sight he was like, I like her. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think it's him like, oh, I'm ashamed that she's blue. Because um, then, like, why would you marry her? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, he just wants, like, people to stop being mean to her. And it, it probably just gets, like, old and weird after a while. It's like, imagine, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably in the same kind of general area or more south, like, yeah. you're a white dude who marries, like, a black woman. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the only thing anyone ever asks about. And they you keep about. bringing it up. They're like, so your wife's black. It's right. like, I don't want to talk about right like even if they're like not necessarily being outwardly racist it's still just like why are you so fixated on this like the only thing you care about her is what like her skin color yeah and it's it's like we we've talked about this before like in our personal lives but when like you reduce a person down to like one character trait it's like always bad and Mm -hmm. it's like never no matter what it is you know yeah even if it's like they're nice but if all you talk about is how nice they are all the time it's like no they're other things people are three-dimensional you know, and that's like the point of our podcast. It's the point. And also to be funny. Yeah. Ha ha ha. They're blue. Isn't that funny? 
<laughs> uh, so I have a quote from someone said, they looked like anybody else, except they had the blue color. <laughs> so Yeah, great. They don't have any horns coming out of their head. Great. They're not spitting fire. Oh, my God. They're just blue. Heme- uh, met hemoglobin is our problem here. And um, that's hemoglobin. It's been damaged by oxidation. So the reason is it already has that oxygen on it for some reason. Mm -hmm. So it can't pick up a new one because it's already full. And, like, uh, you know, generally, some chemistry time, um, (laughs) that, like, molecules want to be stabilized. And so once they are stable, they're really not willing to let go of what they've got. Mm Because they're like, no, this is good. I feel good now, you know. (laughs) No, I want to keep it. (laughs) It's like when you get stable in your life. Like, you don't want to give up things that are making you stable. You're like, no, I need my mental health. I'm going to keep it. I want to keep it. And then people are like, no, you can get it again. It's just like you're not functioning right in the body. (laughs) And they're like, I don't care. I don't care. This is what I wanted. So I'm happy now. (laughs) Keeping it. Thanks. Um, But so because of that, they can't bind to any more oxygen, which obviously, like, not only causes the blue color, but, like, eventually, if it's enough of your hemoglobin, it creates the problems that we were talking about earlier because then just oxygen can't get to where it needs to be. And that's an issue because your body needs the oxygen. That's, like, kind of the point of hemoglobin. You know how blood gets its purpose (laughs) to all the parts of your body? Mm -hmm. If it didn't go all those places, then it wouldn't need oxygen there. That's, like, the whole point. Right. And I mentioned earlier the enzyme um, diaphorase, and that's what, like, the enzyme in your body that sees met hemoglobin, and it's like, mm that's bad, and it turns it back into hemoglobin. <laughs> like you did the little finger. Mm-mm. No, no. Mm-mm, girl, no. That's wrong. Not not today. <laughs> and so that's why, like, most people only have 1% to 2% because, like, it can't build because you have that enzyme that goes, nah, 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 and it fixes it. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I should be a chemistry teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you should. goes, no, no, no. No, no. I'm going to fix it. No, no, so not it, like it's, this. So it steals that oxygen and says, give me. Steals it away. It says, you can get a new one later. This is mine. <laughs> Above 20% of uh, met hemoglobin, you can have problems like seizures and heart problems or die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even die. And then you'll just die. Mm -hmm. But did you die? But did you die? (laughs) Is it bad enough that you died? (laughs) But did you die? Um, So this disorder can be inherited, which is what we're seeing. It also can be triggered by food and environmental exposure or chemicals. What food? <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. Because, yeah, they, they kept saying in all the articles, like, food. And I'm like, what food? What, what are you talking about? What food? And then after I was like, can someone tell me the food? Because people just kept saying food and not saying what it was. Because, yeah. like, chemicals, they would tell me. Right. But they wouldn't tell me food. And it I was won't. like, can you just please... Can Tell me what the food is. Is it blueberries? <laughs> Just <laughs> blueberries. Ironically, raspberries. <laughs> cherries. Uh, it's cherries. Um, Rainier cherries only, though. It's bananas. It's bananas. <laughs> they definitely did not have bananas. There's must be inherited. <laughs> no, it's not pineapples. You know um, it ain't. So certain foods can cause us an infant's. Um, and then exposure to chemicals like benzocaine and dapsone uh, generally, or dapsone, generally trigger the condition also. Um, and then, the, like, I think the food, it's not so much food, but it's, like, food additives. Okay. It's, it's what I think they mean. So. Because everything that I saw listed, like, chemicals, but some of them it said, like, some food additives can do that, too. So it's, like, chemicals and chemicals in food. Yeah. Okay. But, like, but not necessarily, like, you, I feel like you wouldn't think, like, oh, I've been exposed to these chemicals when you were just eating, like, Happy Meals or whatever. I guess. Or, like, frozen food. I, know? yeah. That wouldn't be the first thing you'd go to is, like, 
I think automatically be like, the food caused it. <laughs> but it was the nanners. Uh, but it can give you shortness of breath, headaches, dizziness, and loss of consciousness from those chemicals. So mm. it's fun. Um, at 30%, that's when your nausea and difficulty breathing, heart rate starts. 55% is when people get really tired and go in and out of consciousness. And then if you're at 70%, that's when you have life-threatening problems. Mm-hmm. And th- so they're assuming that they stayed around that 20%. Like, the people, obviously the ones who are darker probably have more. Um, but that for whatever reason, their bodies, like, had enough of the enzyme or were good enough that it didn't progress all the way to them having health problems. Because yeah. they don't really, like go to the hospital that much or like seem to like randomly die of things you know like luna is like i said the bluest one they have and she lives to be 84 Mm -hmm. so like she's not having super a lot of problems healthy mountain living right so she cool Um, also kentucky is shaped like a chicken wing also (laughs) it's true (laughs) um carcinogens benzene and nitrates are used as meat additives and those are things that can cause it okay uh two as well as certain antibiotics which is we talked about dapsone and then chloroquine i mean just listening to it it sounds like this should be more common or is it just that it takes way more than I'm thinking it does to actually, like, turn you blue and get you all sick. Yeah, I think you have to both simultaneously, like, have, like, eat those things that could cause it and then also have deficient enzymes. Mm. Because, like, even if it, like, spikes up for you, it's going to, like, maybe you might look, like, a tiny bit blue, like, kind of blue. But your body's going to correct itself. Like, that's what your body does, right? No way. Yeah, it's going to fix it as fast as it can. Whereas, like, with them, it's, like, constant, so mm-hmm. it's not going to magically fix itself. You're born that way. Right. Um, so, yeah, they have the inherited type, and they believe the deficiency is in the enzyme. The long version of it is cytochrome B5 uh, methemoglobin reductase. Isn't this, like, the funniest podcast? Wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> And you might have seen this guy. There's a guy who, like, did the news circuit, basically, like a whole bunch of interviews, uh, named Paul Carrison, like, not very long ago, like, within the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also very blue. <laughs> so you might be like, oh, that's what that guy had. And okay. the answer is no. Um, Paul had a problem because he had been uh, ingesting colloidal silver. Uh, why, Paul? Because he thought it would, like, cure his medical problems. I think, actually, he specifically said it would cure a, a skin condition. And then uh, it made him blue. Uh, what skin condition, Paul? <laughs> You're like, hey, Paul, what? He's like, but it worked. Did it? Did it, Paul? But people call him Papa Smurf because he's also got, like, a white beard and stuff. Like he's, <laughs> okay. I feel like he's leaning into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you might as well. Yeah. But, like, so there are other ways that you can get blue skin. Like, this isn't the only one. Sure. And that's called uh, argyria that you can get, which is Makes from sense. ingesting, yeah, amounts of too much silver, and then it makes your skin turn blue to purplish-gray color. Imagine. <laughs> this is what Thanos has. The, the weird, like, I don't know, like, what kind of society do we live in where, like, just a random Joe Schmo can get enough silver that he can eat enough of it <laughs> to turn himself blue. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Maybe we're too rich. And it's like that I don't want to recommend that. It's not a good idea, but don't it's like do it. if you really wanted to be blue, you can do it. You could probably do but it. But also just like you could just like paint your skin. You probably paint And then your skin. you can wash it off cuz later maybe you'll regret. Yeah. And he can't be on blue, I think now. He's just stuck oh, that way. Oh, really? I think so. Mm. 
Um, at least, like, he's not trying as far as it seemed like from people who were like, do you like being this way? And he's like, eh. It's like, eh. How many of my skin conditions gone? It's fine. Eh, it's a living. Um, so, like I told you before, it made them, like, outcasts. And uh, so they have this baby born, right, at a hospital. And uh, it's blue. And so then this doctor, his name is Dr. Madison Cawain, he hears about it. And he's like, hmm? Hmm? Very interested. Blue baby? He, he is a hematologist oh, yeah, um, so at I the imagine. University of Kentucky. Uh-huh. So he's like, what? What year are we in? This is 1960s. Okay. Um, so he's like, I'm sorry, what? Scoozy. And they're like, he's like, how do I find these blue people? I need to see them right now. <laughs> Where There's just blue people hiding and I didn't know? Um, I'm not sure if this was him or his dad because I saw two things about this. But he's also um, famous for contributing to early research for the foundation of using L-DOPA in treating Parkinson's disease. Mm. So he's doing some things. He's doing stuff. Um, so he began, uh, it says, tromping around the hills looking for blue people. Tromping. Tromping. Uh, he takes a nurse with him A nurse with him named Ruth Pendergrass. Okay. That's why I lisped, because her name uh, is Ruth. Ruth. Um, and she had firsthand experience with them. She knew the family. So mm. they just had to find the place in the mountains where they lived because they've never been to their house. Yeah. And I'm sure it's hidden. In Troublesome Creek. Troublesome Creek. Uh, so she joins him looking for them, and eventually they're able to find them. Um, but he says it was, or he talks about them being outcasts, right? And he says they wouldn't come into the waiting room. You could tell you could tell how much it bothered them to be blue. Oh. Like, and this is in the 60s. Like, yeah. You know, so it's like. When it's like really safe to be different skin colors. And, and he, <laughs> like regardless. Well, no, I meant like it's much later, you know, than like the 1800s. And it's like yeah. probably they're not really doing much inbreeding anymore. It's probably recessive now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's still happening to them. And you're like, oh, like that sucks. Yeah. Because uh, now it's very not okay for you to be <laughs> inbreeding. So like if you look blue and people know, they're going to be like gross. Yeah. Um. And so he's able to test two Fugate descendants, Patrick and Rachel Ritchie. We mentioned the Ritchie family earlier from mm-hmm. our four family time. Yeah, like it's – listen, it's recessive, uh, but like it's been around a few families enough yes. that like you don't really have to be inbreeding to no. get it anymore, it right. sounds like. So Not like, really. Stop freaking and out. Like I said, if one of them is blue, it raises it 50%. Yeah. And all of these people definitely have the recessive gene now because of just how things have gone. Uh, yeah. So. Um, it's he, cool. He said, they're bluer in hell. <laughs> and I was like, why is hell blue? Hell is notoriously red. Uh, is hell so hot that it becomes blue? I mean, it depends on which hell you're talking about. I get it, though, because I say that all the time. I'll be like, it's cold as hell. It's hot as hell. Like, I just put as hell on the end of everything. So I get it. It's, uh, I don't know, because if you're in, like, Dante's hell. Yeah. If you get to the bottom, then it's ice. Well, there you go. Yeah. He thinks they're in the middle. Yeah, Satan's in the middle and (laughs) all encrusted in ice. Um, And uh, he, so he's, like, checking them out. And he rules out any heart or lung conditions that could be causing the blue shift. They all their hearts functioning, their lungs are working, everything's normal. So mm-hmm. he's like, mm, "What is it?" Mm-hmm. And after conducting a lot of blood tests, he comes to the conclusion that the methemoglobinia uh, is the root of the problem. Okay, he figures it out. Uh, apparently, there was also uh, research that helped him figure this out by Dr. E. M. Scott. And he worked in Arctic research uh, in Anchorage mm. with some um, Alaskan Eskimo tribes. 
um, because they also had a lot of like inbreeding going on, and so they were going blue too. Oh yeah, and so that's how he learned that it was like hereditary. Um, and so after he like kind of felt out the family, you know, like interviewed them and talked about, it, he's like, okay, this sounds like kind of the same situation. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, isolated people. That's how it be. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Scott speculated that it was the lack of the enzyme we talked about, and. If they could, like, get that back for them, you know, and fix it, then it would be cool beans. And they'd be pink mm-hmm. instead of blue. Yeah. Which I love that they say that every time. They they never say, like, they're white. They say they're pink. You get your pink Because, back. like, especially comparatively, I'm sure, from when they're blue, like, they look very pink. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's true. White people aren't white. They're pink. No. <laughs> and so uh, the easiest way to do this, weirdly, is they use this um, chemical called methylene blue. Oh. So they inject you with blue <laughs> to get rid of the blue. That sounds like a, a, a breaking bad chemical. <laughs> yeah, it does. But, like, obviously the family's like, I'm sorry, what? Like, mm-hmm. you want to put more blue in me to make the blue go away? And at first, like, and especially, like, because they live in, like, the mountains in Kentucky. They're like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the stupid city boy with his— this, Thinks putting more blue in us is going to make us less this blue. This city blood doctor came in with his <laughs> blue potion, and he thinks it's going to fix us? And apparently the—it's clear-colored, but when you put it in your skin— it turns blue, what? like, while it works. What? Yeah. That's like extra potion magic. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust it. I don't trust He's it. He's like, methyl blue, and it's clear. And you're like, what? I don't get it. I mean, weird blood wizard from the <laughs> city. I don't trust I you. I hate it. I don't trust you. University. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Um, but so they eventually, they're like, fine, we'll try it. Because, I mean, now they're like, we'll do whatever. I mean, what's the... What's the worst? What's yeah? What's the happen. risk really? And um, it says it worked almost instantaneously. Oh, how weird would that be? <laughs> yeah, to like watch your skin Just, like, change whoosh. color. I know. Whoa. It's like it's a magic spell. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, within a few minutes, the blue color was gone from their skin. From or for the first time in their lives, they were pink. They were delighted. Whoa, that's so fast. And like, doesn't that make you feel like an amazing rock star as a doctor? Yeah, like, look how cool I am. He's like, I am a wizard. I can fix it. Watch this, ding ding, <laughs> on his needle, and then it goes in, and then it's like two seconds later, do 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 do. It's all better. <laughs> now you're pink, and they're like, what? What? Uh, so it doesn't work forever. Uh-huh. Um, he, he prescribes them to take pills of this for, like, the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, as long as you take one of these, like, every once in a while, it'll stay. Because uh, I think it corrects the, like, enzyme problem, but mm-hmm. only, like, until the medicine runs out. Sure. So just give them, like, slow-release methyl blue, and then they're good. Fascinating. The whole family kind of becomes not blue then, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're all taking these things if yeah. they can. And uh, which is why when Benji is born, this is his name, uh, and he comes out blue, mm-hmm. uh, everyone at the hospital is confused. Well, sure. It's like they're still blue. They're just taking care of it. Yeah. I guess um, vitamin C also helps treat that condition. Oh, sure. So just like it, <laughs> eat some oranges. It reminds me of like there are some uh, countries where plastic surgery like just – um, cosmetically is yeah. so popular yeah. where I feel like people probably have no idea what people look like yeah. when they meet them and, like, start dating. And then they have kids that are, like, 
kind of ugly. Yeah. They're like, that doesn't look like either of us. It's like, yeah, because neither of you look like yourselves. Right. Or it's like very similar to like, um, you know, when like the descendants of Thomas Jefferson like randomly have black kids when they're <laughs> yeah. white people. Exactly. And then you're like, what? What? It's like, you know what? And then like you would immediately jump to a logical conclusion. But then once they tested like the baby's blood, they were like, no, that's both of your baby. Mm-hmm. And then they like did some research in their ancestry. And we're like, oh. You know what? So if you got any blue huh? tinge, check your ancestry. Right. Take some of this. Eat, eat some oranges. Take some methyl blue. Just eat an orange. Just throw uh, an orange at that baby. <laughs> Hi-ya! <laughs> just smack it on that it's like baby. like that, that cheese on the face for the baby, but it's a whole <laughs> yeah. orange. It's a whole Put orange. Put it in the freezer first. Just squeeze an orange <laughs> over the baby. <laughs> We're going to make people hurt their babies. Don't throw an orange please, at a baby. Please don't. Just uh, like just baptize it with a little sprinkle of orange. Maybe like an orange slice, but like with the peel off, you know, and just like beep. That's basically yeah. like a piece of cheese. It'll kind of go like bap, and it'll, it'll go <laughs> But then they'll be like, ooh, tasty, because oranges are super sweet. Babies are so stupid. It's going to get <laughs> in its eyes, and it's going to be mad. Um, oh, but so what the dye does, like I said, it's colorless and water-soluble, and then when you put it inside of you... Um, it adds an electron donor, so it reduces the iron from three to two. Okay. So it just switches it back over. Chemistry is magic. It is, man. It's so cool. I was like, when I took chemistry, that's how I used to feel about chemistry when yeah. I was, like, younger, like, when I was in high school. And then when I took, like, my chemistry class and they were like, some things aren't possible, like, it really bummed me out. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, it is. You just have to find it. It's you just, just have to try. It's not possible yet. That's right. Everything is possible eventually. Chemistry is magic. <laughs> Everything is possible through chemistry. That's right. So, they, yeah, they still have kids that are born varying shades of blue sometimes, but, like, now they can fix it. That's cool, and everything's yeah. happy and fine. Oh, and they get, like, the railroad I talked about earlier, and they get a whole bunch of, like, people in for coal mining. Mm-hmm. So it really, like, adds more people to the pool of dating yeah. and fizzles it out. <laughs> yeah. Because those people probably don't have that recessive gene. Because I don't think most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very, like, uncommon, which is why this is, like, one of the rare instances. Right. And then it was just, like, because of how the inbreeding worked, it became, like, a feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And so they were, like, trapped right. in their thing. It's really rare for, like, the recessive genes to both meet each other and have a kid and be isolated and yeah, all this yeah. other stuff. And the last blue fugate that was born was in 1975, and that was Benji, who we're going to talk about. So, like, parents are white. Come in, baby. Have the baby. Very blue baby. That's a very blue baby. And now it's, like, 1975. So it's been a while since blue fugates were a thing Mm -hmm. because he fixed it in the 60s. And, like, even then, I don't know how many people, like, knew about it at that time because they weren't as blue and it wasn't, like, whatever. And so the doctors are like, I'm sorry, what is happening? And so literally they send they're, – they're in a hospital in Hazard, Kentucky, which is, like, nearby. Why do you name <laughs> Kentucky? What the hell? It's nearby Troublesome Creek. Um, and they send the baby to, like, a major hospital 120 miles away because <laughs> they're like, we don't know what this is. And they're like, take it. The next hospital in Hellgate, Kentucky. <laughs> take it. Uh, it's in Lexington. Okay. So that one's okay. Okay, that one's fine. <laughs> but um, Hellgate is a suburb. But they do a whole bunch of tests on this baby, and they're like, what is wrong with the baby? That's fascinating. How did they forget <laughs> so quickly? So this is Luna's um, grandchild. Okay. And so she's like, I think it's Luna's grandchild. Um, and she's like, have you heard of this, the Blue Fugates story, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, what? 
And so then, like, <laughs> I guess, I guess, like, they explained to them, like, hey, this is why. But I think they, like, did it in a rush because, like, at the hospital, you don't have time to, like, chit-chat. Yeah. You're like, you got to figure stuff out. There's something wrong with this baby. Because I think they're worried that, like, the baby doesn't have enough oxygen is going to sure. die. Yeah. So they're like, oh, no. And, like, put it in an oxygenated chamber and, like, come on, like, be pink because then we know you're good. <laughs> and it just stays very it's blue. very blue child. Otherwise, it seems pretty happy. Yeah, he seems fine. He's just babbling away. Well, Benjamin, he's fine. Hmm. But, um... There's different, like, reports about this, uh, but either after a few weeks, he's, like, perfectly pink now, Hmm. or by, like, age seven, it's, like, all gone, basically. Okay. And he says, except for when he gets cold or angry. Oh, that's adorable. Um, (laughs) So cute. Because during both of those times, if you don't know, when you're cold, obviously, your body's trying to heat up, so it'll produce more blood and be like, let's go, let's go. Mm -hmm. And when you're angry, you're like blood rises like your temperature rises right yeah. and so then your blood is more prevalent he literally like blue hulks out yeah That's and he doesn't so... make him all blue it's just like his fingertips That's get blue so cute which is precious <laughs> little adorable baby. i know um he lives in alaska now which feels like not the best place to live if you don't want your blue to be obvious on the other hand like nobody in alaska is gonna care if you go a little blue That's now and then true and like i said it's just on those little fingertips it's like a little they're just gonna be like oh you're frostbite put on some gloves oh you need boy gloves <laughs> Oh boy. Um, but yeah, he lives there with his wife. And, uh, but the thing is, um, as I was reading this, I told you beforehand we started that like one of the articles was like, hey, here's a thing that you might want to know. And I was like, I'm sorry, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. And so then I had to go on a whole thing about that. So this is the few gates, but I want to talk about Dr. Madison Cowain for a minute Mm -hmm. because I read in the ABC News article, because that was from like 2012 where they were like trying to update and talk to those people. And this is the hematologist? Yes. Who fixed them. Mm -hmm. Um, They were like, in the article, they were like, if you Google him, this probably won't come up. Uh And I was like, why? Okay. Like, this is like one of like his big thing, right? Like his crowning achievement. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, except for his wife got murdered. Um, And so like, if you Google it, that's probably what's going to come up. Oh, no. (laughs) So now I'm going to talk to you about his wife being murdered real quick. Oh, no. What? Because there's a reason why... also, with his wife being murdered, that I was like, ooh, yeah, this doesn't look great for you, buddy. Um, oh, no, did he murder his wife? <laughs> See, the thing is, oh, I no. read the whole thing. I don't know. Okay. Because there's a there's something about it. Like, the way that she dies makes me assume that it's a doctor or someone familiar with, like, medical things. Mm. But almost everyone involved in the story is a doctor or sure. involved in some way with medical things. Okay, so give us, give us the facts. So here we go. Dr. Madison. We're just going to call him by his first name. We're the just, Mad. Almost everyone is listed by their first name, so I'm just going to call them their first names. So Dr. Madison is married to Mary. She's 39 years old. And she is found murdered, fully clothed in her apartment bedroom on July 5th, 1965. Do they live together? Yeah. Okay. She had been poisoned. Uh, by what? I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. So, um... On July 4th, she and her husband, they go out with friends to the country club and they're, you know, fireworks party, happy time. Fireworks. Just a part, just a grand old time. I don't know why they tell you this, but they're like, they leave their kids and the other couple leaves their kids with a 62-year-old babysitter named Phoebe Edwards. Okay. I'm just like, when I hear babysitter, I do not think of a 62-year-old woman. (laughs) 
I would be like nanny or something. A nanny? It feels weird. Babysitter automatically conjures in my mind 14 to 16-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Sam uh, is the husband of the other family. Okay. And he and his wife go with Mary and Madison, and um, he says they have at least five drinks before dinner and five after. Whoa. I wonder, I'm like, what are you drinking? <laughs> that matters. <laughs> I mean, it's... Although, either way, that's a lot. Ooh, it is Kentucky. I wonder if it's whiskey. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the entire group is like, we drank a lot. I mean, even if it's beers, it's a lot. It's July 4th. That's going to celebrate America. Yeah. <laughs> gotta drink a lot. And so sometime between midnight and 1.30, they decide to go to the Struthers' house, so to Sam's house, um, except Mary, who's like, I'm going to go home. But Sam drives her home. Okay. Uh, instead of her husband, which is weird to me. And then they, I mean, like— it's weird that any of them were driving. Right. And also, like, they were going to call a taxi for the babysitter. Because he was going to drive the babysitter home, I think. But then he was like, I'll drive you home. We'll call a taxi for the babysitter. Because Madison and uh, his wife, or Sam's wife, are going to go to Sam's house. It's a lot of names. Yeah. And so uh, they go to the house. And then I guess Sam says that Mary and Sam, like, hang out at their house for a while. And, like, drinking and talking, whatever. Um, And then he leaves. And goes home. Okay. So he's the last one to see her? Yes. Okay. And uh, he goes home to his wife and Madison, who have been drinking and hanging out together, which is weird to me. I'm like, what is this couple swapping situation? Um, When was she 70s? 65. 65. She has no, and like Mary is fully clothed when they find her and she has no like sexual any, like fluids or anything. So it's not anything sexual happening with them. But it is weird to me that they're like, well, just go over there without you. And I'm like, strange. Especially in the 60s. Like that doesn't seem like, I don't know, the most chill thing to do. It's a little weird. But anyway, so he leaves her and he goes back to his house. Madison stays the night at his house because he's uh, apparently too drunk to walk, really. Like, he's gone. Okay. Um, And so they just let him sleep over. And uh, he says when he leaves, Mary was sitting in the chair uh, when he left the room. When Sam left? Yes. Okay. Um, And I think that's the chair she dies in. Oh, okay. So Mm. it's not great. Uh, Sam, though, seemingly has no motive to kill her. Oh, So okay. he's not actually even a, really a suspect. Uh, that's a little weird to me, but... But okay. still, yeah, he goes home, Madison stays the night, and he and his wife go to bed. And then the next day, I think his wife's name is Betty. Um, Betty calls the house to be like, oh, let's see if Mary's okay, because she said she wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't answer the phone. And so then she's like, oh, that's weird. Like, she always answers the phone. And so then she goes over to the house to see if she's okay. Mm -hmm. And she goes upstairs, like, looking for her. And I guess it's open because it's the 60s and no one lost their doors. (laughs) Right. And so nobody nobody drives sober. Nobody locks their doors. Mary. And then, like, goes in. is like, Mary. Goes up to her room. Mary. (laughs) Mary. I I guess she's in an apartment, so. It's not like a huge house or anything. But she goes into the bedroom and she sees Mary like sitting in the chair. And so she's like, Mary, you okay? And goes over and touch her. But then she's like, she's super cold when she touches her. Mm -hmm. So then she's like, calls the police and she's like, I think she might be dead. Like she's just sitting here and she doesn't look, she's breathing and she's super cold Mm -hmm. and won't respond to me. And so then the police get there and they're like, yeah, dude, she dead. Oh, she's dead. (laughs) She real dead. She real dead. Um, I'm not a doctor, but she dead. And uh, Sam and Betty say that, like, 
So Madison comes. I think she calls Sam first and uh-huh. and Madison over first because she's sure. like, what's happening? What do I do? And then they get there. and They're like, we need to call police. Yeah. Um, but Madison, there's some like glasses out um, with alcohol. Madison's like, we need to get rid of these. Oh, why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he just thinks that the police shouldn't see that there was alcohol there. Sure. Like, which is stupid to me because, like, they, during her autopsy, check her blood alcohol level. And she's at, like, um, 0.4%. Like, a lot? Yes. It's a very lot. <laughs> I mean, like, she she had been drinking. A lot. Right. And it's like, all of you have been drinking. I don't see why that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It doesn't, like, it's not really related. Like, why would it be worse if her and Sam had, like, an extra drink? Right. Because I was like, oh, like... Uh, was she poisoned from her drink and that's why? And no, she was not. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't get it. Like, right, because if she was, then it would be in, like, the stomach, I assume. Yeah, but it, no. Um, so, yeah, he's like, here, dispose of this. Get rid of these. And I'm like, I don't okay, so, understand what you're doing. Maybe yeah. he's still too drunk to know <laughs> what to do. He's probably still, like, at least very, very hungover. Right. So that's, like, early morning. Cops get there at 1130. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dr. William Winternitz. Oh my God, what? Um, Winternitz. <laughs> informed police that the room was fine, the bed still made, so Mary never actually went to bed, and it did not appear to be a vicious attack or a break in. The, the room's clean. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there, which has got to be like kind of spooky. Yeah. Like, cause they, and they can't tell from her outward being like why she's dead. It's she's okay. just sitting dead, mm-hmm. and they're just like, what? Um, like, cause she doesn't, you know, cause like usually when you poison, you, you are poisoned. It's like, maybe you have like foaming a mouth situation or like, I don't know, something or like she would have fallen on the ground, something. And they can't tell if it was like, like a heart attack in the night or something. They don't know. Yeah. Uh, Until they do the autopsy. Of Mm -hmm. course. Um, apparently Madison suggests that it was suicide. Uh, Okay. I mean, that's a weird suggestion. It is weird, especially to do so quickly mm-hmm. um, when they haven't found anything. Yet. I mean, right? I'd be like, I don't know. Did was it too much alcohol? Was it right. a heart attack? I would immediately assume, yeah, that she had alcohol poisoning or like she had a heart attack or something. And he's like, maybe she killed herself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? Like, she doesn't have any marks on her that suggest she could have even killed herself. Right? Like, how do you think? Like, I guess pills, but like, what do you what? Mm. stupid. And if she has that much alcohol in her system, she's going to throw up those pills. Like, there's no way. So I'm just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's weird. Weirdo. Um, He's not acting his best. And he gives police permission to do an autopsy because I think he's hoping, uh, and the author, too, thinks that he's hoping that they're going to come to a conclusion that it was suicide. Mm -hmm. So he's like, yeah, go ahead. They reveal, like I said, her blood alcohol is 0.4, which is super high. It's a lot. And um, her manner of death is carbolic acid poisoning Mm. that someone injected into her thighs. Oh, so they, like, find the puncture. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. With a syringe. Can you tell us about uh, that poisoning? I can't. I have a thing from the Indian Journal of Critical Care Medicine. <laughs> yeah, my favorite. My go-to. <laughs> Phenol, carbolic acid, is one of the oldest antiseptic agents. Hmm. Apart from being used in many commercial products in rural India, it is also often used in the household to prevent snake infestation. Uh... We hereby present four cases of acute carbolic acid poisoning, which we saw over the last monsoon. <laughs> uh, you don't have anything like more time period specific um so phenol is a flammable highly corrosive chemical which is well absorbed into all routes of exposure including inhalation 
uh, cutaneous or oral. Okay. So, like, any way you're exposed to it is going to get you, and mm-hmm. then it's real bad. And uh, it denatures and precipitates cellular proteins and results in tissue injury. So, basically, it just gets in there and eats away at you, mm-hmm. like, just wrecks your stuff inside. What is it used for? Safety from snakes. <laughs> oh, it's like an anti-snake spray? It's also an antiseptic. Okay. So it's a, it's an alcohol and clean things, and then also mm. you spray it at snakes. <laughs> Which is clearly what you would use it for in Kentucky in the <laughs> 60s. Only if you have a gas mask. <laughs> but, like, that's why I think the um, assumption is that they got it from the hospital. Because mm-hmm. I think it's something they use at the hospital, maybe as an antiseptic. Sure. Because it is the 60s and they don't know a lot of things still. Mm-hmm. And so— uh, I mean, they could just use, like, rubbing alcohol, but why not use— yeah. Carbolic acid. Corrosive snake spray. It's the best one. It's the best around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so then, yeah, in this article they talk about, like, phenol toxicity and stuff. But a lot of it's for, like, small children um, because they're just being exposed to it, like, in the air. Whereas she's had it injected into her body, which is worse, you know. Yeah. Generally. Do they find the syringe? No. Um, they just see the puncture wounds, and they're like, hmm. hmm. And they're like, I bet it was a doctor. <laughs> I mean, it's at least someone who has access to the acid. Yeah. So Madison is sp- er, suspicious, right, because he's a husband, obviously, um, and because he's a doctor, mm-hmm. and because he was like, she is suicide, and he's like, get rid of this alcohol. Like, what are you doing? You're being weird. Mm-hmm. Um but there are a few other people it could be because Madison is cheating on his wife with multiple women. Oh. And some of those women oh. are more stable than other of those women. Oh, Madison. So first we have Barbara he's cheating on his wife with. And Barbara is uh, one of his patients mm. and is married to a doctor. Mm. So then her husband could also be potentially a suspect because uh, right around this time, her husband is informed by uh, Madison's other mistress that uh, that his like that this doctor's wife is cheating on him with Madison. What? He, she she calls him and like anonymously tells him that because like the crazy mistress I can't remember her name. Let me see if I can find it. Emma. Emma um, is our just going nuts, wilding, mm-hmm. and so she calls Barbara's husband and then is like, "Hey, she's cheating on you with Madison," and. He was pretty sure that she was cheating on him, but he didn't know it was, like, with a doctor. And they both work at the same hospital. Oh. So it's real not cool. Um, Emma is also a doctor Hmm. who works at that hospital, I think. So why isn't, like, Emma a suspect? No, she is. Okay. Um, So our our suspects, basically, are Madison, obviously. Um, Barbara, not really. Mm -hmm. Barbara, she's not in the medical field, um, and she doesn't seem to, like, have anything to gain from killing her, really. Like, I guess she could be like, I'm going to have Madison all to myself, but she doesn't seem to really care, Mm -hmm. like, that he's married. Um, She does apparently have an abortion that Madison performs. Mm -hmm. I want to remind you, Madison is a hematologist. He is not a gynecologist or in any way qualified to do that. Welcome to the 60s. Uh Right. And it's the 60s. And I'm like, well, and people assume that that was Madison's kid because why else is she getting an abortion? She's married. Yeah. Like that's a – it's – 
weird. Mm-hmm. And that, why is he doing it? Like, there's a, so it's probably his kid, it's and they were like, uh oh, yeah. we got to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, business. <laughs> yeah. And when they're talked to, interviewed, Madison and Barbara pretend they used to date and they're not dating currently. But that's not true. They are currently banging. Yeah. So Ugh. they're just lying to police mm-hmm. um, to seem less suspicious, I think. But, like, that doesn't make me automatically assume that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, Barbara's husband could have done it because he very recently learned about their affair. But like I said, he already thought that she was having an affair. And I don't think he cares that much that it's like a doctor he works with. It's a very unusual move for the husband to go after uh, the wife, I guess. I would have expected him to go after the husband. Right. It seems more direct for him to go after um, Madison specifically. Because, like, that's that's the source of his, like, demasculization yeah. or whatever. I do have a theory about that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think, like, that's the thing. All of these people are doctors, and I assume they're, like, decently intelligent. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have ideas where I'm like, that was this is kind of a stupid thing to do, but this would be a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. So then Emma, I think, is really the main suspect because yeah. she's, like, obsessed with him. She's stalking not only Madison but also Barbara, um, like, following her home and seeing if they're meeting up and everything. She calls Madison's secretary and tells him or tells her not to let through any calls unless they're Emma. Oh, okay. And she's like, I feel bad for that secretary. Yeah. She's got to deal with all his, like, mistresses and all this <laughs> stupid business. And she's like, I'm just trying to, like, have a job. It's the 60s. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad, dude. <sighs> That's one of the fun things on Mad Men when they have to, like, because <laughs> yeah. your secretary knows everything about you. Right. It's like Mad Men, but everyone involved knows how to kill you. Yeah, with carbolic acid in a syringe. <laughs> yeah. So the, theory, the main theories, I think, are, like, Madison killed his wife. And that one, like, I think is doable mostly because, um, you know, he stayed the night at, like, Sam's house. But it's not like he couldn't have snuck out and gone back to his house. And it's not like he couldn't have lied about how drunk he was. Exactly. Like, he can pretend that he's really drunk. Everyone else was drinking a lot. And it's not that hard to, like, fake it, Mm -hmm. you know. And, like, especially, like, it's so easy for you to be like, I'll go get the next round of drinks and tell them to, like, give you apple juice or something, you know. like So it looks like alcohol, but it'd be like, woo but it's not really affecting you. Yeah, just pass that on the couch. And it's a good alibi for him, like, that he's not at home mm-hmm. and that she is. Yeah. Um, and, like, it might have, like, she goes home and he's like, okay, now's when I do it. Like, mm-hmm. this, I have to take advantage of this. Uh, or maybe he even, like, encouraged her, like, oh, you're not feeling well, maybe you should go home. Mm-hmm. You know? We don't yeah. know. Um, and then, obviously, Emma, because she's crazy. She's going single white female on her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she... She, like, is very, you know, jealous of Barbara. So I'm assuming that she was trying to ruin the thing with Barbara by telling her husband about it. And she thought maybe that would put the kibosh on it. Uh And so that she thinks, like, the only way I'm going to get rid of Mary is if I kill her. Yeah. And so then she would do that. Like, how would she have known that Mary was alone that evening? I mean, she's stalking them. Okay. So I think, like, she's already showing a lot of, like, obsessive behavior. And, like, that would make sense to me that she's, like, sure. goes is following them that night and just is, like, oh, well, she got left home alone. She's really drunk. Probably can see that by them walking in. And it's, like, mm-hmm. perfect. Like, this is going to be good for me. Um, it is a little weird that, like, there were no signs of a struggle or anything if it was Emma. Right. Um, but, I mean, maybe she's so drunk. Maybe she's already passed out. That's the thing. That's like, true. She's very, very drunk. And, they're and like, drinking with Sam at her house <laughs> yeah. when they're already quite drunk. So mm-hmm. she, like, and I think that's probably the most likely thing is that she's passed out. Yeah. Because no matter what, if someone's, like, injecting something into your legs, like, you're going to be like, what are you doing? Like, automatically, right. I feel like you're going to try to get away from them. Even if it was her husband. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, what are you doing? 
Um, so I think she's probably just passed out in the chair. Because Sam says that's where she saw her last, too. Mm-hmm. So I think she was just like, bye. And then she's like, mm-hmm. and passed out. Um, I, like, kind of want it to be uh, Barbara's husband because I think it's kind of brilliant since he, like, knows that all of them involved are doctors. So, like, if you do it that way, it creates, like, almost an impossible ability to figure out who it is. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, they're going to assume that it's Madison, right? Because he's the husband, he's having an affair and all this stuff. He's at well, multiple affairs. Mm-hmm. And um, and the whole abortion thing comes out. Like, And maybe he didn't know about that, but maybe he did. Yeah. And so uh, if he kills Mary, maybe it's going to get blamed on Madison and he's going to go to prison. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe would be a thing. Like, I'm going to take away your wife because you took away my wife, but also... Like, <laughs> maybe you go to prison. You're going to get in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it's unsolved. No one ever goes to prison for it. Yeah. And it's still unsolved currently. Because there's just really not a lot of evidence. Yeah, it's hard to prove. And I mean, like, I'm assuming also, like, you know, they don't have the syringe. They were probably wearing gloves. Like, they all have gloves. They There's all, no reason they all have gloves. not to be wearing gloves. There's probably not a, a good way to prove, like, if there was acid taken from the hospital. No. I, well, especially in the 60s, no. no. You can just pocket that stuff. There's That's no way. not a big deal. No way in hell. No. So, um, yeah, they don't know. But... That's basically the gist of it. How so fun. if you Google Madison, that's what's going to come up <laughs> instead of his miraculous turning blue people to pink Ugh. or his, like, work in Parkinson's, which was maybe his dad. I'm confused about that. <laughs> yeah. People I'm like, Kentucky did they have the same name? I don't need know. Need more names. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But anyway, that's the blue uh, fugates going on. So now that we're kind of at the end, mm-hmm. I can say the thing that you are probably going to want to cut out. Uh-huh. Um. That I'm just imagining that the first thing that all of the, especially male uh, fugates did once they turned pink is they're going to look at their they dicks. Oh, yeah. So they're going to be like, they've never seen a pink dick before. Well, and like, I probably should cut this out too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, I'm just wondering too because like, you know, when you get an erection, like blood rushes to your junk. It's, it's going to be so many different colors it's you've never seen darker. before. And it's going to be like... A whole, like your hands are going to be different colors. Yeah. It's going to be like a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was going to say, so ABC tried to talk to the family, right, in their news story, but none of them wanted to talk to them, <laughs> which is fair. They're kind of like, we're over it, dude. Can't we just move on with our lives? I feel like when, I, when I was Googling, so I'm like, do I know a few gates? Uh, like, I don't know. Sounds familiar, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a whole bunch of blue people. I'm like, I definitely do not. Yeah. But a lot of the pictures on Google Images when you search are just like normal, like holiday family pictures. Mm-hmm. But everyone's wearing blue. I'm like, oh, that's cheeky. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's cheeky of you to do that. Uh-huh. Like the Fugate Christmas pictures and like everyone's wearing right sapphire. I'm like, you nerds. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um. But, yeah, so the, – and they have relatives that are in Virginia, Arkansas, and then obviously Benji's in Alaska apparently. But um, none of them really wanted to talk about it, which I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. Like, I just get over it. Um, but apparently there's there was also the Blue Men of Lurgan who were Irish brothers <laughs> in 1942 um, who were treated with uh, ascorbic acid and sodium bicarbonate by Dr. James Deeney. James Dean. Deeney. And um, it worked temporarily, and the brother's skin began to change to a normal shade over the course of 12 days. Hmm. So, you know, that's 12 days. This was, like, instant. So we we found the solution to that one, at least. Um, 
And there was a hematologist they talked to at the Mayo Clinic who said, you almost never see a patient with met hemoglobinia anymore. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, because we don't have um, you know, ancestry loops <laughs> where you're trapped in a community. It's often, yeah. Where... They all have that, right? Because it still might happen, like that you're you've got a feedback loop on your um, genetic yeah. makeup because of your ancestry, but they they probably don't have that recessive gene, also. Yeah, and if uh, they do, they're not going to the hospital. No, but yeah, that's that's the blue people. That's what happens. That's this is people. like something that you would see on House. Yeah, right. I bet there's an episode of House where this happens. Mm-hmm. Where the I'm um, blue. I mean, at the very least, guy. there's like that guy who ate too much silver. Yeah, it's like, why are you? <laughs> well, stop eating silver. You please don't. You do know it. it. I feel like there is a case like where a wife was poisoning her some husband. like her husband with like gold or something, mm. some metal or nice. something. And there's another it. episode where like. A boy is dying and they can't figure out why. And it's because his, his brother is giving him too many iron supplements. Oh, okay. And he's like, I thought it'd just make him strong. I just want him to <laughs> be strong, man. It's like, oh, no, it's just, like, way too much iron. Yeah. Oh, just, you're <laughs> being cute. Yeah. Right. And that's what we, we said with them, too. It's like it's their iron is too um, stable. So they get all the blue. I just want to watch a whole bunch of house now. I see. I want to watch um, Big Fat Liar. <laughs> okay. Because he gets dyed blue, Paul Giamatti. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, different takes all kinds. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode about the blue people. <laughs> the blue people. Of cyanosis. I don't like the way you said blue people. And all the. <laughs> They're only blue sometimes. <laughs> and uh, it's blue Jenna and not, I don't not see blue color. Jenna. <laughs> I don't see color. Blue Jenna and not blue Jenna. <laughs> Depends. Um, but thanks for listening. You can email us, hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com if you have any ideas. We're going to post some pictures of the Fugates looking real blue. Double D, double die. This is the main picture of them. Yeah. Being that blue. Being that blue, though. Which is, it's, which is very interesting because it's like, it is. Like, oh, yeah. Four like, of the kids are blue. <laughs> look at that one. And one, and like th- three of them aren't. Like everyone's wearing blue. Oh, gosh. Nerds. Except for this girl's red. I know. Like the girls are wearing, and everyone else is like, we're, you gotta wear blue to Christmas. You gotta do it. Call, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully that was informational for you and still funny. <laughs> when you see them, you'll understand. It's more like, it's less that like. What's happening is funny and just, like, really bizarre. Yeah. And just, like, what? She made me go, what? What? So I saw this picture, and I was like, what? What? And, they're and like, oh, my gosh, what? almost all these articles, I have to tell you, started with, like, don't adjust the coloring on your screen. That's, they're really blue. So stupid. I know. It was, like, I was listening to an infomercial. That's why I use infomercial voice. And can I was, you, like, come on, Can dude. you adjust the color on your screen? Probably. I don't know. I mean, they have, like, blue filters sometimes. I mean, you can on, like, TVs. I guess. I have no idea. It's not like a little dial anymore. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, anyway. <laughs> bye. Anyway. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.